have the uh, privilege this morning to um, pause and celebrate communion. And in saying that, I, would, I just um, want to open by saying to you as individuals in our family this morning that this communion table is open to anyone who's placed their faith in Jesus Christ. And so in saying that, I was just reminded, kind of as we work through the book of Matthew, of some things that are kind of in front of us this morning. Temptation to come in and say, well, it's, it's the communion table, it's kind of what we do. But it's more than that. Matthew chapter 26, now they're eating. Jesus took bread and when he blessed it, he broke it and he gave thanks and said, take, eat, this is my body. Matthew chapter 26, verse 26. And when he took a cup, when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, for the forgiveness of sin. And so this morning, as we begin our, our time together, and we're, and we're going to get to communion, I want you to do something for me. I want you to open up your Bible, get out your phone or whatever you got in front of you, and I want you to think of a passage of Scripture this morning that causes your heart to be in awe of what He's done for you. So your Bible, your words, your verse, as you get ready to celebrate communion in, the, in a group, did you say, you know what, I'm going to go to this verse. This verse means something to me this morning as I prepare to celebrate communion. What would, be a, what would be a verse for you this morning that kind of brings your heart to say, okay, I want to, I'm getting ready or I'm preparing to celebrate communion? Anybody have a verse this morning that you would say, this is kind of one of the verses I love around the communion table. This is kind of a verse that gets my heart ready to prepare for communion. Anybody have a verse like that? Yes. Okay. Okay, somebody else. Kind of a verse that you turn to as you think about communion. Okay, so John 3.16, God's love for us. All right, what would be another one? Philippians chapter 4, 6 and 7, Okay. Okay, somebody else. Okay. All right. Yeah. Romans six. Starting at verse seven. Okay. Sins once for all. 
Okay, somebody else. Yes, sir. Okay, Hebrews 2.14. Amen. Okay, somebody else. Yeah, Linda. Okay, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. All right. Matthew 17, 20. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Matthew 18. Yeah. Okay. Psalm 119, verse 11. Okay. It's so easy for us just to walk in to a building when it comes to communion and not really think our way through this. So last night I had the privilege to be at the, the prison and uh, speak there. And uh, so Susan said to me when I got home, she said, well, that, was that your Sunday morning message? Did you practice on the prisoners? And I said... Um, no, um, because when I started going to the prisons and they gave us an opportunity to preach, one of the inmates, his first question was, "Is are you going to preach just your Sunday morning message or are you just going to preach to us? And I said, no, I'm not going to preach my Sunday morning message to you. I'm going to preach what God gives me. So after Susan said that, I sat down at the table and I started thinking about communion. And for all of us this morning, there's one aspect of communion that we're all extremely thankful for. That's forgiveness of sins. We're excited that we can gather around a table and pause and be reminded of what Christ did for us 2,000 years ago. He said, here's my body. Here's my blood. This is what I want from you. But then I started to think about what does it look like for me, not just the forgiveness of my sin part. Where else am I going to participate in taking not just communion for my forgiveness of sin, but where am I going to walk with him now that I have been forgiven of my sin? What are some words that he left for me as a son to sit down and think about it? Son, I want you to know about forgiveness, but there's some other things that you need to know as well. And so as we gather this morning, it's easy to gather for the celebration of forgiveness of sin. But I want to give you some other words. Just remind you of some other passages of scriptures before we take communion. I was reminded of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 19 and 20. 
Therefore, glorify your God because you've been bought with a price. Now glorify God with your body. I'm not my own. And so as we celebrate communion, what does it look like for you this week to say, not me, what about you? Not my preferences, because I'm not my own. I'm yours. I belong to you, Jesus. Yes, I have forgiveness of my sin, and I'm excited about it, but my life is not mine anymore. Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? Who do you want me to bump into? So I have an opportunity just to say, oh, let me remind myself that I've been bought with a price. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. A living sacrifice. All right, Lord, it's Sunday morning. I want to be that living sacrifice today. I don't want to conform to, to the pattern of the world. The world says, oh, make it about this. Oh, just, just fall in love with one part of Christ. No, let's fall in love with the whole thing. The total package. Yes, I have forgiveness. But now he's calling me as a son to be a living sacrifice, to get back up on the altar when the obstacles place in front of me, not to run, not to complain, not to whine, but to say, okay, Father, you want me to walk down that road? You've placed that in front of me for what reason? To develop spiritual maturity. Just thinking about John chapter 13, 31 through 35, a new command I give you, love one another. I don't know about you, but do you find it hard to love people? And when I'm talking about love, I'm not talking about what the feeling thing. I'm talking about uh, 1 Corinthians 13 love. Sacrificial, not keeping records of wrong, not easily angered, quick to forgive. Oh, you know what? I need to, I need to forgive you. But that's part of what this table represents. Jesus didn't hold our stuff against us. He said, I, I, I come to forgive you. How many of us are sitting in the building this morning that are still mad at somebody for something that happened 10 years ago, but yet you want to be celebrating communion today? Hey, man, let's celebrate the love of Christ. Yeah, let's do that. But this love demonstrated to us not to keep records of wrong. Reminded of Colossians chapter 1, 9 through 13, being strengthened by the Lord. As Paul writes to this church at Colossae, find your strength in the Lord, not in the cup of coffee, not in just life being easy. Come into the place where God, you want this for me, and I need your strength to walk through this. So, how, how well are we doing saying to the Lord, Lord, I need your strength? Here's one that gets really interesting. Philippians chapter 3, 12 through 15. Forgetting what is behind, I'm pressing towards the goal. So Paul tells this church at Philippi, you need to forget what is behind. There's a goal. And if you live in the past, that will affect how you live today. That's not what I want from this church. I want you to forget what is behind. Work at forgetting what is behind. You can have the little saying, you can forgive and forget, but I promise you, Satan will probably never let you forget. But this table today gives us the opportunity to say, you know what? That brought, was brought back to my mind, but I'm moving on. 
Forgetting what is behind, I'm moving forward. That's what spiritual maturity is. That's what those who are mature think this way. That's what Paul said in Philippians chapter 3. 1 Timothy chapter 4, 6 through 8. Train yourself for godliness. All right, let's just be a little honest this morning. How many of y'all went to the gym this week? Okay, a little bit higher. We want to see all your hands up. We want to see all who the healthy ones are. Get your hand up there in the back. There we go. All right, perfect. Okay, you can put your hands down. Those of y'all went to the gym, all right? Now, those, of, those who are really spiritual didn't go to the gym, but you trained yourself for godliness. What did it look like for us this week to say, okay, Lord, I want to sit with you in training. I want to hear your voice. What do you want from me? I'm for going to the gym. Energy and effort. Go for it. But what are we going to do spiritually to say, okay, I'm, I'm training so I can get down to this weight or whatever it is for you. But what are we training to say, oh, all right, Lord, I'm reminded of this and this and this. Because I've sat with you today. 1 Peter chapter 1, 13 through 16. Preparing your minds. Pausing and being sober in a world that everything moves so fast. To say, wait a second. There's a battle going on and I need to prepare my mind for that battle. I need to look around and say, okay, if everybody else is saying this, but what does the word of God say? And so this morning, as, you, as we prepare to take communion, as we gather as a family to celebrate what took place 2,000 years ago so that you would have forgiveness of sin, I want to remind you so that there's some other parts to this. Because I'm a son of Jesus, because I've received the gift, I'm going back to the scriptures and saying, oh, okay. Communion now gives me the power to forgive. Communion now gives me the power to live godly in a world that's just changing every single day. But it just doesn't happen. I'm pretty sure when you were in school, some of you might have believed this, that if you would sleep with your textbook underneath your pillow, you might get some more answers for the test, right? I won't ask those of you who believe that to raise your hands, right? I'm pretty sure you didn't get a better score on your test because you slept on your textbook, right? I mean, that's just the most ridiculous thing ever, right? But how many of us have opened the book this week? God's word left for you and participated in that. Sat with that and say, wow, I'm reminded in Ephesians chapter one that I've been adopted. I've been reminded in 1 Corinthians that I'm not my own. I've been reminded in 1 Corinthians that I'm his ambassador. I'm involved in a a ministry of reconciliation. I've been reminded, as Paul wrote in in 2 Corinthians, you know what, he doesn't use the strong, he uses the weak. And Paul was left with a thorn in the flesh so that Paul would learn sufficiency in Christ. And it never went away. How many of us are reminded of Philippians chapter 1? Be confident this very thing that he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. So as we celebrate communion this morning, as we paused to sit at a table, to be reminded of what he did for us, 
let's also then say as sons and daughters, here I am. I want to public make a declaration to the whole world. I'm going to take communion. I believe in you, Jesus. I accept forgiveness of my sin. It's only found in a cross, in an empty tomb. That's the only way I get eternal life is through the cross. But I also want to walk with the cross after I place my faith in the cross. I want the cross to have a voice in my life after I received his love from him. So as the men are gathering at the back and, and Dean is going to come and join me up front here and we're just going to pause and just have a little time, you. If you don't know who Jesus is, we promise you we don't have any cameras anywhere in our building. Just If there's something going on in your life, just let the cup go right on by. Just let the bread go right on by. It's not a big deal. We're not watching you. We won't catch you in the parking lot. If you don't know Jesus, go. Let it go. If you're living in sin, let it go. The church of 1 Corinthians, some of them had fallen asleep and said, you know what, it's not really a big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. People lost their lives because they played a game with the table. So don't play games with this table. It's not a table you want to play games with. This is a table demonstrating self-sacrifice for you, for the forgiveness of your sin. But then may we be sons and daughters to say back to our Father, all right, I want to be a self-sacrificing servant the way you were Jesus. Here's my life. I know I've been bought with a price. I give up my rights because now I'm learning to become a Christ follower. So take a little time. Pray together as the men come forward. Pray just there in your heart as the men come forward. Father, you saw fit to draw some individuals together today on Hammock Road. So we pause and say thank you for doing that. Father, you saw fit 2,000 years ago to say, here's my son. For the whole world to see the death, the burial, and the resurrection of your son. So Father, we pause this morning to celebrate that to say thank you to a Savior who was willing to give his life for us, to say thank you to a Savior who said, here's my body, go ahead and break it. I offer it. I want to offer it to that group on Hammock Road 2,000 years later. I just want to remind them that I love them. Remind them that forgiveness of sin is only found in the blood of Jesus Christ. So, Father, may we be sons and daughters and not just choose that part of the cross. But we would choose all of the cross, all of the scriptures. So help us become sons and daughters that learn to be obedient to their Father. Jesus, thank you again.
for the demonstration of your love for me and for us. It's your name I pray.